This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free philosophy. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Thanks for bringing us into your home, your car, or wherever you may be. This is Nick, and I'm joined by Stephanie, and this is episode 446, or at least I hope it is. And we're going to be bringing you all the latest news, rumors, with a little history, too. But before we begin, I encourage you to go ahead and check out our friends over at waltexpress.com. You can become a Disney expert yourself. Just go ahead and sign up for their newsletter. I'm pulling them up right now. Don't quite have them up, but here they come. Yes, they're here. We have a couple new blogs. Disney World Magic Band Upgrade Options available now. That's by Jennifer Hornsby. We also have 10 Tips to Survive the Summer Heat in Disney World by Vanda Bean. And another one, Top 8 Differences Between Disneyland and Disney World. So go check that one out as well. That's also by Vanda Bean. Check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. Hey, Steph, it's been a while. Listeners, it's been a while. We do apologize. Unintentionally, we just kind of had a lot going on that last week of school. Yeah, and a lot. We, we did. Uh, it seemed like a lot more this year than we have in years past. And I'll be honest, I was overwhelmed. Stuff. I don't. I can't, I'm not trying to speak for you at all. I was. <laughs> that is 100% where I was as well. It is tough to be a teacher in May. Let me just say that. Put it, that out there. Yes, it really is. So. Sorry, listeners, the podcast kind of got put on the shelf there for it was shelved, right? It was shelved for, yes. for what, a week or so? But we are back, and we're, we're back. With, you know, there's a lot that's been going on. There has and been. And there's a lot of rumors, too. There, Yes, I've got lots of rumors also. Yes, awesome. It's, it's been dry for a while. So let's go ahead and start off with this, with this story. Cast member bus at Walt Disney World catches fire while driving. Oh, no. Did you see no, the video on this? I didn't. No. So... Last weekend, a bus providing transportation of cast members to the Disney College program okay. caught on fire. And Yikes. while it was being extinguished, the bus, uh, something happened. It was put back in drive or maybe it was never parked. But it started rolling and it rolled into the back of the EMT vehicle that was parked and positioned in oh front of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So someone, one of the cast members supplied that video and it's up on YouTube. Go and check it out. I'm sure if you just type in bus catches fire. One of those will pull up. I guess I could see that happening, though. Like, if, if my car was on fire, I think the, th- the first thing I would think is, let's get off. And I might not react to 
put my car in park or to do the things that you're supposed to do because you're just thinking, how do I get out of here as quick as I can? So I guess I could see that happening. Right. So so I wonder if like the bus driver hightailed it first. Yeah. The, the bus driver was not going down with the ship. No, exactly. The bus he driver like, just nope. jumped out. See ya, peace. And we don't know if that's what happened, but no. anyway, don't. funny. I mean, that the fire's not funny, but. Was everybody okay? Yeah. No one was hurt. Good. So that's a good thing. Good. Yeah, so I just want to start off with a bus catching on fire. Oh, exciting. Um, Well, I was going to start off with talking about summer. So Walt Disney World is bringing a Summer One World Ticket. Did you hear about the the World Ticket and how that Summer One program is going to work? Tell our listeners what it's about. Okay, well, there are. it's going to include six admissions um, to all six of Disney World's parks and the water parks. So you'll pay $74 uh, per admission. So that's a total price of $444. And basically, it's a here is a ticket that you can use for two months, and you can go to each of the parks once. So it's just like a discounted, hey, you want to go to every single Disney park? Great for people who live in Florida. Not so great for people like us who don't. Um, but yeah, just I think it starts. Yeah, it's so from, what's the price point on this? So it was the price point was $444 for all six parks. So that puts it at $74 per park. Right. Um, and it you can use it anytime between June 4th and August 23rd. Was there a time limit in between parks? So like if I went into one park, do I have to wait three days? Can nope. I do it? Any day is totally available. And it's actually kind of silly because in like on their release, they said like you can use it however you want, including visiting more than one park per day. Why in the world would you do that? Like why would you waste one of your tickets if you only get this six. This is a great deal. Like, yeah. in essence, this is a park hopper pass for all the parks. Well, it's not a park hopper. As soon as you use it once, you're done with the ticket. So if you use all six in one day, well, right, you're done. Well, right, right. But I mean, if you wanted to double up like Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios. But I don't see why somebody would want to do that. Well, no. I mean. Because then you've, like, you could get six days, like full days. Right. If you were to use this. And I'm, I'm thinking... Like if this include, I wonder if this does include extra magic hours. So Would even you get a park that? hopper pass in itself for like a five day, I'll say a five day park hopper pass is going to be more expensive than this. And so this is yeah. a really, really good deal. And this includes the water pack parks. Yes. Both of them. That's awesome. I didn't hear about this. Yeah. It's the summer one world ticket. Yeah. That is great. That's great stuff. So Aladdin came out. Okay. Did you see it? I have not seen it yet. I would like to. I'm probably going to see it. I heard next it ex- week. exceeded expectations. Did it? Okay. All right. Let's see what the article says. I do want to see it. Okay. The live action Aladdin remake that opened this past Friday is expected to bring in 109 million. It says. Um, let's see here. Does it go ahead and give us? A, this may have been a post or excuse me, a pre article. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on because this was a pre article, not a post article. So this is before the movie came out. Okay. So do you have an article? I do not. I'm about to I'm trying to pull okay. something up right now. Well, it's basically just comparing X-Men and some of the superhero movies compared to the Aladdin remake. Uh, we're going to we're going to move on. So the, I do apologize for that. What did you what It did you does say online? it says box box office Aladdin conjures 110 million plus over Memorial Day weekend. Okay. So 110 million. Now what was I, f- I forgot now what Avengers was at. Um, and it also says that it was um, 212 million globally. So it 
so it's comparing this before it even came out to like X-Men Days of the Future Past, which brought in 110.5 million. Oh, that's that's a good comparison then. Uh, in, but it says in 2014. I don't know. I don't know why I brought up this article, listeners. I apologize. My, it, this this article is very scattered, and this was a pre-article. so It was probably an article that you collected from last week, because yeah. we saved a lot of our stuff right. so that we could report some of that news, and whoops. Anyway, anyway moving on. Go ahead. You got the next you got the next one? Okay. All right. Um, we have here um, the multiple experience option for Fast Pass is discontinued and replaced with tiers. So another loophole, I guess, um, that they were finding is that in the past, when a guest had a fast pass for an attraction that had closed um, or had been, for some reason, they couldn't get on it at that time like they were supposed to at the time of their redemption, Disneyland app would replace the fast pass with a multiple experience and you could book pretty much whatever you wanted in exchange. All but like, so like at the Magic Kingdom, you could all but like seven dwarfs. Oh. So even like the multiple experience, it wouldn't let you like do that one. Okay. Well, I guess at Disneyland, I don't know if many things were blocked. Now it is going to definitely be blocked and it's going to be a tiered system. So if you um, had had lost a tier two, right. then you're going to only be able to replace it with a tier two. If it was a tier one, I guess you could replace it with a tier one. But So that was a, a smart on their part. It makes complete sense to me. That they did that, and it's kind of surprising that it's taken them that long to do that. Or did they care? It's shocking that that wasn't put in place beforehand. Yeah. But I think now with Galaxy's Edge opening and how many people are going to be doing that and how many hiccups and glitches there might possibly be, they don't want to accidentally, oops, something just happened, and now we've got to go ahead and and get this um, and, and let people on to Galaxy's Edge when it's already so full. Right, and you know, when when a ride goes down, I can only assume that Disney's trying to accommodate and just give the guest what they want. Right. right? Here are some options. Go ahead and choose what you want. Uh, we're so sorry that the ride broke down. Let's talk about, and we'll play we'll play a song here at the end. Uh, there's a cast member over at Disneyland. He's called he's called Farley the Fiddler, and he is okay. retiring. And we'll, we'll play his video here at the end, or we'll, you'll hear the audio from it. But this past weekend, it go, the article goes on to say it was our last chance to go ahead and check out Farley the Fiddler. He performed outside uh, right there at the Pioneer Mercantile in Disneyland Park. Uh, let's see here. It goes on to say Monday, Gary Francisco. He's 67 years old, and that's who this guy is. Farley the Fiddler. His name's Gary. 67 years of age, he's finally retiring after 50 years of portraying the character Farley. Farley the Fiddler has been entertaining. How many years was that? 50? After 50 years. 50 years. Wow. So Farley the Fiddler has been entertaining crowds in Frontierland for over 40 years, with Francisco working full-time for nearly, nearly 25 years of that. Okay. Okay. He first performed at Disneyland back in 1978 as a member of the comedy jug band Montezuma's Revenge. After he left the group, Disney asked him to audition for the Thunder Mountain Boys. While he didn't get that job, it's when when Big Thunder Ranch opened, he was hired to be the fiddler player there. And then he just stuck ever since. Oh, how fun. In his uh, video, he goes on to say that he loved his job. His job was fun. You know, basically for the past X amount of years, I got to just mess around with guests as they walked around and had the best job ever. 
This article goes on to say he had over 40,000 performances. This guy wasn't wow. tied down with a schedule. Like, you know, a lot of the character meet and greets mm-hmm. and characters, they walk around, they have schedules. This is one of those performances or performers that got to create his own schedule. At some point throughout his shift, he had to just make an appearance every now and then. Okay. And so he he had basically the options to do uh, when he wanted to mess with guests. And so that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool to have the option, not have a set schedule and just be able to perform and have fun with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that. that's fun. And it's sad that he's retiring, but... Good for you. Happy for you, as always, with retirement. It's like a bittersweet. Right. You're happy for them and you're sad for everybody else. (laughs) Right. Um, So I have something that was going to be a rumor last week and now is no longer a rumor because the issue has been solved. Um, It was reported that the winged encounters at at Disney's Animal Kingdom might possibly be closing. And the reason it was reported, um, and this was, again, a rumor last week, was because on the app, there used to be um, a schedule for it. And it said when the times were. Well, I think it was May 24th that it stopped showing any times coming up, like just gone. So somebody said, does this mean it's over? And for a while it was kind of a guessing game. I wonder if they're still doing it or not. So they did um, update it and they said that it is just no longer going to be a scheduled thing that's on the app, but performances will still go on, which is kind of making me take a deep breath and go, thank goodness, because I love the winged encounters. Do you enjoy watching that as well? The winged encounters? I'm sorry. The winged encounters. So like when the macaws macaws, come and they call them in and they come around the, the tree, it's just... It's this like a, is a, a show that's moment. been on the chopping block for a few years. Really? Yeah. yeah Disney's been talking about this for quite a while. No, but then don't get rid of it. They suspended it, and then they were thinking maybe we should go ahead and chop it. It was suspended again. And so, you know, you have that bird show with uh, the Up Experience over there in Animal Kingdom as well. Oh. So I could see maybe this is why. I, I don't know. But they... They said it was going to go on as usual? Is that, yeah. is that what it said? Yeah, it okay. says the, the final date populated on Disney's World uh, Disney World website on Saturday. Um, I guess, was that the 24th or the 25th? I'm not sure. Um, times for the show are to remain the same, with morning encounters taking place daily at 9.30, 10.30, and 11.30, and then the afternoon at 1.30, 2.30, and 3.30. So they are supposed to be the same. They're just no longer going to show up on the app. I definitely suggest checking it out. I I love watching it. And it's very it's a short thing, so you just kind of walk by, watch it, and then keep on going. I agree with you. When I walk around the park and you see the macaws fly over you, you kind of feel like you're in the experience itself. Like even if you're not over there watching, because they fly. Yeah, they do. Uh, quite some distance mm-hmm. around, not around the park, but in that area. Right. And so when you're walking around, you happen to see a whole bunch of macaws fly over. It is kind of cool it's to be neat. immersed in that experience. Yeah, especially I love when you it. have the tight tree line, the mm-hmm. canopy of the trees, and then they swoop down and just fly over. Yeah, it's really neat. I, I enjoy that. Glad so they're keeping it. There's, it'll, it's here to stay for now. Have you seen Aurora's Castle there at Disneyland? The updates? I didn't read all of them. It looks absolutely amazing. So construction walls are finally down at Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland Park. The makeover of Sleeping Beauty Castle is finally complete and construction walls are taken down. The months-long refurbishment was needed to repair or replace some of the castle roofs. But Imagineers also used the time, and they added some little bit, little bit of pixie dust. 
Literally, Got they did. They Oh, really? Yeah. All right. The castle has been updated and, re- and refreshed, it says, several times since Herb Ryan created the concept art over 60 years ago. Wow. This time around, Kim Irvine, we were talking about her not too long ago, an art director for Walt Disney Imagineering, was supervising the update. This is what she has to say. What's interesting about this time is that we used an ages-old painting technique called atmospheric perspective to visually heighten the castle. We warmed the pink hues on the lower towers and gradually added blue to lighten the colors toward the top. Uh, let's see Sounds here. Sounds complex. Goes it's really cool. It says this, uh, this is also true for the roofs, which are lighter at the top of the castle. Some even include a sprinkling of gold pixie dust. There you go. And it is Actual cool. yep. pixie dust. The original turrets were digitally scanned so the Imagineers could maintain the same roof line. Of that extra gold sparkle, Irvine said, we focused the golden accents and pixie dust around the entrance of the castle as though it had been magically enhanced. Wow. There are even, like, even inside. So even if when you walk inside, all of that's been enhanced as well. There are new banners, pennants. Even the landscaping has been changed, by the way. So they just gave that whole area an update. Facelift. It looks it looks amazing. It really does. I, I'm going to be looking at pictures as soon as I get home. That's cool. Yeah, neat. Um, so Disney World has extended those um, magic hours. So they are now going into September. I think this is just something that's going to be here to stay. We've talked about it a lot. Having that extra three hours at the end of the evening is so nice. And I guess I never realized before that Epcot was not included in one of the parks that does the extra magic hours. Like in the evening? Right. The evening magic hours. I don't think I've ever paid attention. So I thought they were. They're, they're not? I don't know. But they are not now. There's only They've only added um, hours for three participating theme parks and Epcot is not included in that. So I thought... Because I want to say I've been there before when um, you've done the extended, extended time. Okay. Well, they're not doing it this time around. But maybe it was for a specific event. I can't remember. Could be. Yeah. I, have, I have no idea. They just have a whole bunch of dates and I'm not going to list them all. But it looks like Magic Kingdom is going to be open uh, for these almost every Thursday in May. Um, and then there's... Two dates in August and one in September, and all on Thursdays. Oh, actually, every day in September, now, every Thursday. Are the majority of them in the morning? No, this for is a lot of the parks. This is all evening. This is all evening. Okay. Right. Yep. This is all the evening magic hours, and then we've got um, Hollywood Studios is going to be open for those. And that they are mainly open on Fridays. So May, June, and July, they have a lot of, of hours on Fridays. And then Animal Kingdom, their day is Tuesdays um, and Monday. So it kind of goes back and forth for them, Tuesday and Monday. So they have, I think, it kind of looks like they have the most. So how did you take advantage of the extra magic hour stuff? We didn't. So you didn't. It's okay. a, it's a separate ticket. Um, and if I were to take it, oh, so you're talking about it, those? I'm sorry, I wasn't even paying. I thought you were talking about the extended hours this whole time. I was totally clueless when you were talking. So there. This is, is after hours. The stupid questions I was asking. Yes, okay. this one is the after hours. So the after hours is a ticketed event. Right, right, and it's right, the hundred and twenty five dollars. Right. Yeah. For some reason, my brain was thinking the extra magic hours. It's. It's easy to get those two confused. I get them confused right. all so the time. So when you're mentioning Epcot, I'm like, no, I think I've been they there do before it. Yeah. when they had extra magic hours in the evening. Yes. But I might I'll, have I might have even said extra magic hours. Me. Then I was questioning myself, well, maybe it wasn't a special event I was at or something. Anyway. All yes. right. So yeah. 
those after hours are, are pretty neat. The, no matter what the event is, they, even just not just the after hours. I'm talking about even like the special event tickets that they have for other events as well. Fully take advantage of those if you haven't already because it just provides and a does different it go from, experience. It's three hours. Is it from nine? It does it start at nine? Or whenever the park closes. I think most of the time the park closes at about nine. So it goes from like nine to midnight. Um, but... I think how I would take advantage of it is that would be my travel day when I get to the park because you can actually sneak, not sneak, but you can get into the park at seven o'clock with this event oh, very like ticket. Sneaking, sneaking I know. In. It's not actually sneaking. It's allowed. But instead of waiting until nine, you can go into the park at seven o'clock and get another two hours. So For to sure. me, that's definitely worth it. Have you seen stories on this Forky character for Toy Story 4? It's all the rage today. And even Walmart is selling packages where you can make your own Forky. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you mix like this powder and water and you make the actual putty. Okay. Like, you literally make Forky. Okay. And we've seen Forky like at Target, Walmart with the new Toy Story 4 right. series line that they have out. Which aren't as cool as the one inside the parks, by the way. But they're cool when your kiddo's playing with it and you see all the joy. Anyway. Right. Forky. So Forky is like a thing now. And so for the character from Toy Story 4 is going to appear at Typhoon Lagoon's H2O Glow Nights. So like a character meet and greet, like a an actual person? Yeah, so this is being held Thursday and Saturday evenings at Disney Typhoon Lagoon Water Park beginning on May 30th and continuing through August 24th. The water park will be transformed into a Toy Story themed beach party accompanied by characters, music, and unique lighting effects. It goes on to say those attending this event will be some of the first guests to have the opportunity to see Forky from the upcoming Toy Story film who will be making appearances. So, yes, a character. Is this a separate event? Yes. This, yeah, okay. yeah. So, this is the H2O Glow. and Ticketed I, event. Yes. And I have I have a, a family of mine. They are leaving next week. I want to say they're leaving next week. And uh, they're, they're attending they're going? this event. Yeah. You'll have to. It's uh Get their, their review. By the way. Really? Yeah. Um, do you know, well, I don't want to say their last names, but you know Jen, who drives, who used to work in the cafeteria. Okay. Drives bus? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's taking her family out there. Oh, And fun. she's going to be attending this event. She's going to have a blast, man. Have fun, family. Jen. Yeah. Have fun, man. My next thing, and I actually, I have a lot of rumors after this. I don't know that I have that much more news because I had so many rumors this I'll time around. I'll give you around. some of mine. I have... A look at Tokyo Disney Sea's yes. Fantasy Springs expansion. And this is looking to be this a awesome. $2.3 billion expansion. Tell us what it's going to bring, Steph. Tell us. Tell us. I... It's gonna bring a lot. You might have <laughs> you might have some more, um, but it says right here that there is a magical spring leading to the world of Disney fantasy, and there's an overarching theme for the port that's gonna bring us some Tangled, some Frozen, yes, some yes, Peter Pan, yes. and I the the main reason I I selected this article was because it. Just for a point of reference, it goes in to explain how Star Wars Galaxy Edge, which is going to be huge, and we've heard so much about and we've talked so much about, that was a $1 billion expansion. This is a $2.3 billion expansion. So just to put things into perspective, when I saw it it like that, I was like, whoa, 
No way. This is going to be huge. So no wonder we're paying for parking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, parking actually isn't at that the resort. Bad. Oh, at the resort. <laughs> at the resort. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have one of our listeners, Lee. He brought this park to my attention. Uh, maybe I don't know a couple years ago. I'll be honest. So here I'm admitting this. I don't know everything there is about Disney. I I know a lot. I don't know everything. But he brought this park up to my attention and, and showed me a whole bunch of. He sent me some clips, some links to watch, and stories to read and stuff like that. So I'm just throwing his name out there because kudos to him because he's the one that brought this park even to my attention. So I wouldn't even have known what you were talking about unless it wasn't for Lee couple years ago throwing this story my way and reading up on it this place it's pretty cool it's they have very unique experiences over there that you can't find like here in the united so states so i need to add this to my bucket list it is pretty cool uh, yes i mean if you're going to be in japan definitely i have a cousin who's living in japan right now there you go i'm there's, just gonna go stay with you hand. eric <laughs> there you have a cousin named eric as well so do i yeah hey all right all right, all right. oh let's see here um, do you have the other any other stories or I think I that's about it. You up. you go ahead. University of Central Florida adding to Disney Aspire education program as teachers. I thought this would be kind of a fun one to bring up your stuff. We know all about the Disney Aspire program. Walt Disney World cast members have a new option now for continuing their education. Now that the Disney Aspire education investment program has been expanded to include the University of Central Florida. Disney Aspire, which began in August of 2018, helps hourly cast members by creating educational opportunities and participating in schools. Which is an investment of $150 million, Disney provides tuition and courses materials for cast members looking to play, uh, gain confidence, grow in their careers, or expand their new roles and new fields. This is really cool. That I'm glad neat. that Central Florida... Great opportunity. It's like, you know what? We'll partner up with Disney and do this. You know, we're right here in Orlando. Let's yeah, buy the, yeah. Let's let's definitely do it. So that's really neat that cast members can go ahead and take courses and get their education while working at Disney. Awesome. Right there in Love it. Central Florida. Let's see here. Walt Disney World introduces. Oh, this was really cool for all of our photo pass people out there. Walt Disney World introduces new Super Zoom animated magic shot with photo pass. Okay. What this does, basically, a camera from like a hundred yards away takes your picture in the hub, right in front of the like, just somewhere in the castle by the castle, right? Okay, I it saw doesn't this. have to be yeah. in front of the castle. It could be off to the side towards Tomorrowland mm-hmm. or Adventureland. But it takes your picture and then it pans out, and so you see the crowd you're in. So it zooms all the way up on you, so it looks like it's just you and the family, and you're getting your picture taken taken then it pans out it's really cool and you see the immense crowd yeah it's awesome i did see that that would be really neat so simple you know but so cool at the same time to be able to see how crowded the park was that day (laughs) what else do we have here oh sugar boo let's talk about some sugar boo how do you like that name sugar boo that's a fun name yeah sugar boo and I'm going to start calling Keith that. It's, uh, hey, Sugar Boo. Like Sugar Boo. <laughs> I call Aaron Boo. I should start calling her Sugar Boo. You should. <laughs> so Sugar Sugar Boo and Company is now open in downtown Disney. So we're talking about Disney uh, Disneyland in between California Adventure and Disneyland, right? Okay. Over there in Anaheim. The Disneyland Resort continues to try uh, to 
revitalized the west end of downtown Disney and has begun filling in several shuttered storefronts. Recently, Rinse and Bath Body Company opened in the former Alamo location, and this weekend, this past weekend, Sugar Boo and Company, love that name, Sugar Boo, and they, it's, it's a new specialty boutique open between the Western Starbucks and the former AMC Theaters. So I wondered, how did this person, first off, what, are the, what do they sell? Well, they sell a variety variety of items, including like imprinted jewelry items, homemade ceramics, sort of like, uh, and it goes on to say paper goods and decor. But like, you know, like when you go to the beach and you get like that little jar filled with sand and it okay. has your name yeah. etched into it, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Or those like hand stamped rings and bracelets that exactly. are all the rage right now. So how do they get, yeah, they are. How do, how, how do they get their name? Sugar Boo comes from the nickname she has for her children, Jake and Sophia. Sugar and Boo. Yeah, yeah, Sugar Boo. Okay, fun. Well, so this is really cool too. So did you, maybe you didn't, and you've probably already answered this question. When you were down at Disney World, did you use the app to order any food? No. Okay, that's right. It wasn't working. I kept telling you to try to do that for Aloha Isle. Yeah, I could not link my credit card. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, excuse my memory, okay? You're all right. Now, Disney is expanding not only to just parks but other restaurants and resorts. Wow. Yeah, how cool is that? Okay. So you're in your room, you're just hanging out after a long day at the park, like, you know what? Or maybe you're on your way back to the resort on Disney Transportation. I want some food, but I want to have to wait in that line. You order it while you're on the bus or in the Uber, whatever it may be, the water taxi, whatever. Nice. And there it is. How cool is that? They have a schedule on some of the stuff. So like right now, it's only available to, to, to Disney's Caribbean Beach. And Centertown Market. Now, oh, and the Spyglass Group. I can see this coming to a lot of places, though. Yes, but eventually, eventually, within the next few months, I mean, they're already talking about everything pop. It's like the pop Mm -hmm. store, you know, everything pop, uh, or excuse me, pop century, pop shopping and dining. Disney's Pop Century Resort. uh, Let's see, the the Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Contempo Cafe at the Contemporary Resort. So they're going to expand, and I can see this being everywhere. I mean, yeah. It really helps out a lot. And I. And it's getting more increasingly popular with the more and more trips I take out there. I see the line getting longer and longer, but you really aren't waiting that long. But right. at the same time, I see the lines just as long as people not utilizing the app. And I don't know if they just don't know or, or what. But or they're like me and their credit card just wouldn't sync up. Right, right. It's something I am for sure going to make sure that before my next trip, I have all of that already on my app because I just assumed and... It just didn't work this time. So what? In a couple days here, we have Star Wars Galaxy Edge opening up at Disneyland. Yes. And do you know, we want to take a gander on how much, we've talked about this already, how much a droid is going to cost if you want to build a droid. Oh, uh, no. hundred bucks to build your own droid. Now to build your own lightsaber. So we're talking the hilt, the lightsaber itself. You know, that's the dueling mm-hmm. laser swords. Okay. No, I'm not trying to. I, I know what the lightsabers are. Yeah. Or anything. yeah. Okay. So the lightsabers. I apologize. A I'm droid. I, I mean, it sounds like a, a hundred bucks. I don't know. That doesn't sound awful. For, guess how much the lightsaber is going to be? Two hundred dollars. Okay, that sounds horrible. I'm looking at these pictures. I'm trying to see if it's like die cast or some metal, right? The droid is just plastic. You just said. Oh yeah, it's all plastic. Okay, the never mind sounds awful. So even. Well, I don't want to say 100%. I've looked at the pictures, and they look like plastic to me. And I wouldn't put it past them if it is just plastic. It's cheap, right, to make it 
The lightsabers themselves, though. $200. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be paying out $200 for a plastic lightsaber. Right. Now, even no. if it is some heavy, thick plastic, I don't mm. know. It's got to be metal. Now, the pictures looked plastic. It could be metal, okay? I don't know. Could be metal. I'm not there. I'll know here in a little bit when I head out to World and check out that What are you going to do with them? I mean, I don't know. They're supposed to be plastic. Like they're supposed to, so you can easily whack somebody no, with okay. it. Okay, so, so that right? that would be the action. That would be the other part, right? The slip yeah. in or whatever you want to call. Okay. I forget what they're called. Um, but the hilt, which is the handle, it looks plastic. I'm hmm. hoping it's metal, though. Hoping it's metal. Two hundred dollars. I'm still blown away with that. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember the story about a lady that was fired for giving food to kids at her school? This lunch lady. Do you remember hearing about that in the news? I don't. All right. So some of us and listeners, you may have read this story last week about Bonnie Kimball, a lunch lady at the New Hampshire high school who was fired from her job when she let one of the students take food for lunch without paying for it. Okay. CNN reports that the woman was told that what she had done was considered theft and that she was going to be let go uh, by the district manager of the food service company and she that she was employed with. That's horribly sad. So there's a chef uh, there in Disney Springs. Well, Chef Jose Andreas, he's an awesome chef from the Haleo, I hope I'm saying the right, restaurant there at Disney Springs. He reached out to her and said, hey, you know what? I'll offer you a job. Oh, good. Good for you, Jose. <laughs> I, I, I know. It's okay, Jose. I, <laughs> that's funny. I That makes me so upset that they would fire her for trying to do something good. A yeah. kid doesn't have money. Okay. You should still be able to eat. Here, let me give you. I understand that maybe you're supposed to pay for it, but ugh, it's kids. So Jose can see that this lady needed a job. <laughs> get the joke? Oh, All yes. Right. All right, moving along. There's a Memorial Day joke for you. Judge dismisses Pirates of the Caribbean copyright lawsuit against Walt Disney World Company. Back in 2017, we reported that a producer, uh, along with writers, filed a lawsuit against the Disney Company accusing them of copywriting themes, settings, plot, characters, and dialogue from a script and a concept, or excuse me, concept art that they sent to Disney back in 2000. Now, this stuff happens all the time. Disney has these events where people come and pitch them ideas. And it clearly states when you get there, I know there's got to be some sort of documentation you sign because I've read this and we've talked about it before in the podcast, where you basically, when you pitch that idea to Disney, like they, they own your, your idea. You know, like they own it. So why point. would you do that? Just because in you... hopes that they bring you into the process of making it a reality, right? So even if they say no, you know what? That's a great idea. We'll talk to you later. We'll have our people call your people, and maybe twenty years, something's created out of this. Maybe someone there was taking notes, on, you know, on the other side of the table, and they decide to. You know what I'm saying? Use so, it. Yeah, on May 13th, 2019, a judge in the U.S. District Court of the Central. District of California ruled that there were fundamental differences between their screenplay and movies, and the similarities were common to pirate stories or generic concepts that aren't protected under copyright law. So there you go. This stuff happens all the time. Even Zootopia, same thing. So I think it was some peeps up in Canada pitched an idea, and Disney was taking notes, and like 15 years later, here you have Zootopia. 
same and the, and these characters did match like you look at the original drawings and concepts of these characters and they're the same oh, but wow. disney gets away with it right they own your idea do i have anything else oh yeah more this is the last one and then we'll have to cue the music here for some rumors more layoffs hitting walt disney studios and fox following and Fox following the acquisition. So several sources, including Variety, are reporting that cuts in the film staff were made last week at both the Walt Disney Studios and 20th Century Fox following the, the March acquisition of 21st, 21, excuse me, 21st, 21, oh my gosh, I can't even speak, dude. <laughs> 21st Century Fox assets by Disney. Oh my gosh, I couldn't speak there, girl. 21 Century Fox. Yeah, that's what we'll just say, 21, because I think in my head that's what I'm thinking, because I see the number, but I'm <laughs> right. adding the ST to it in my, you know, yep. when I want to, yeah, whatever. So, anywho, Disney has not commented on the layoffs or said which departments are being affected, but insiders speculate that the distri- distribution division will take the brunt of the cuts. That's sad. So, yeah, more cuts, including layoffs. Uh, this is that's hard for families. Yeah, later on this week they're saying there's going to be more and more following in the days to follow. So, you know, when you have mergers like that, it happens. It does. Know? It is sad though. It, when you think about the the people who are getting laid off, like that's that's hard for their families. So, with these layoffs and these cuts, Disney expects to save a total of two billion dollars by 2021. Like they need to save money. <laughs> I know, right? I think of the little people on the bottom, and I think of those people who just got laid off. And two billion, ooh, though. Good that's two job, billion. you guys saved money. It's Guess two what? billion going to the new park, right? Right. <laughs> Anywho, no, that's that's sad, and you know that will help with Tokyo. It'd be very, yeah, it'd be very sad if these individuals have put in, mm-hmm. like my mother-in-law who put in thirty plus years. At her company, and then one day, literally, she walks in, and, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we're, we're laying you off." Ugh. You know, like I wonder if there are any individuals here that have been there for that long, we're and they're like, yeah. "You know what? Yeah, vested, right? Um, we're laying you off." Like, if you think about that reality, that's sad. It's very sad. Anyway, let's. I hear the music. It's cued. All right, let's hit some rumors. Oh boy, <laughs> are you ready? Here we go. What do you got, Steph? Time for some rumors. Okay. So uh, the first is that Pixar may follow up Toy Story 4 with a fifth fifth film. How exciting would that be? Again, totally a rumor. But here it says it's been nine years since Toy Story 3 hit theaters. And ever since the third film's emotional ending, fans everywhere have been wondering when they would see their favorite toy friends on the big screen again. So Toy Story 4 is coming up. We know it will be here June 21st, but it may not be the end of the gang. So, um, and this is coming from, they talked to the film's producer, Mark ne- uh, Nelson, and he said that it may not be the end of Toy Story just yet. And his quote is, every film we make, we treat it like it's the first and last film we're going to make. Whether there's another one, I don't know. If there is, it's tomorrow's problem. So he just kind of didn't say yes, didn't say no. And so um, there's just that possibility out there that we might be able to see a Toy Story 5 sometime soon as well. Well, Bonnie has taken control or, you know, she's she's taken acquisition of all of Andy's toys. Yeah. So you have a whole new storyline with Bonnie more. instead of Andy. And her growing up and then her passing her toys off. Mm-hmm. I want to see a return of Lotso. I want to see him come back. Did he really die? We don't know. 
I'd like to see him dun, come dun, back. Dun. Yeah, some of the other characters that we we're not too sure of, I'd like to see them come back too. Somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, it'd be neat. I mean, they're awesome films, so I would. It's it's one of the only movies that you know number two and number three are never as good except for in this occasion of right. Toy Story like every single one of them is just sequels. as amazing I, you know I was just talking about this with my father-in-law my brother said the same thing sequels usually aren't good but Pixar for the most part their sequels have been there are some cases my brother brought this up in one of our episodes like Cars the car sequels Not as great. really didn't do that good at all and well yeah, I'm not going to go further into Disney California Adventure, but with Luigi Tires. But anyway, Cars in itself, I wish they would have left it to a one-hit wonder. Make Cars, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my rumor, it's its not really a rumor. It's kind of a rumor slash validation. But Wreck-It Ralph, we've talked about this. Attraction is still in the works for the former Stitches Great Escape in Tomorrowland. I've caught rumor that uh, they're starting to lay down some track for the Tron ride. I'll know next week. I haven't been out there in a couple months. but I think I saw that too. Okay, you saw that? So yeah. that's that's actually been... Okay, so that's good to go. Let's see. Do I have anything else? Oh, yeah. The Animation Academy is going to come back. And it's going to be taught by Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Guess will... Oh, uh, Edna. Yeah, I guess we'll be able to learn... I love Edna. She is funny. Learn. Did you know a guy does her voice? Yeah, really? Yeah, guy does her voice. You're going to be able to learn how to draw Disney characters and beloved offering that was once in Disney's Hollywood Studios, by the way. Let's see here. I got some Zootopia stuff. There's going to be like a Nick and Judy from Zootopia that will host an interactive game called Hotel Heist. Uh, there's been some concept art released. So maybe this will be a game that's coming out. Just rumor. What else? Um, do you have any more? Yeah, you, okay. I've got a rumor here. I'll pull, I'll pull a couple more up while you... Uh, So this is, I mean, this is a a rumor much further in the future, but Epcot's The Seas and The Land, Future World's pavilions are set to be demolished. So they have phase one of Epcot's drastic changes underway already. Um, That includes the Project Gamma, Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, all stuff we've been talking about, the Play Pavilion, the nighttime um, spectaculars. That's all in the works right now. But there is set to be a phase two, is rumored, um, and it would be another overhaul and it would demolish both the seas and the land pavilions in favor of new offerings. Um, and it doesn't they say they're going not to be get rid of living with the land. That's all I gotta say. I, I'm sad for the all the turtle talk with Crush and Nemo. That was Lucy so you're talking that. about that whole entire aquarium's gonna go to the yes, wayside. Yes, yes, the aquarium, all of they it. Yeah, the restaurant there, bulldozed. That's, that's what the rumor. This, that's that's the, rumor. the rumor. According to internal documents, both pavilions would be closed forever, sometime between 2024 and 2026. You just dropped a bombshell. You know that. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Yeah, that's I know. I, that's why I said I got rumors. That's a good one. So um, what exactly will replace them in future world is unknown at this time. All that they know is that the removal of both is tentatively scheduled so it could change doesn't mean that this is a for sure thing but apparently it is on the schedule and it is on the hmm what if we did this what if we got rid of them totally 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I got really nothing compared to that. I mean, that's huge. That's it's, huge. It was a big right one. There. That was a big one. All right. So another rumor here: Ratatouille construction is moving ahead of schedule and will open in April 2020. Okay. But uh, we all know how that goes. When right. You have Disney's Runaway Railway. They like that to, is pushed back. They like to promise and then never mind. Also, they the want latest... you to book those vacations. That's what they yeah. want. Book yeah, it in 2020. It'll be uh, open. Just kidding. Come back 2021. Yeah, that's right. Book another one. Uh, latest rumor suggests that the Rise of Resistance could open at Hollywood Studios as early as October. So that's not going to be an attraction that will be open on the 28th of August. So the rumor is it will be open as early as October. Goes on to say the safer, but uh, bet seems to be November though. Another way to get you to come, come in August, then come again Another in October. Rumor. That's all I got. Really, late so the man. Yeah. The other thing I have is people camping out for Galaxy's Edge. That was a rumor that has popped up, and people are: yeah. Can they camp? Are they not allowed to I'll camp? Do like, it. how does that work? Because you know, some people are saying, "Well, it's it's private property, so they can make you leave." Sure. But then, like Best Buy, Black Friday, all of that, people camp out. They stay there for a couple so days. So, what's Disney? So, or, or what's the rumor? The rumor is is that people, people are, are going to start camping. Yeah, they're not start right now, but like they're going to camp out. You and know, there's bloggers who days. are suggesting that go ahead and start now. Like you need to, you need to be camping out already if you want to get in, which doesn't even make any sense because there's reservations to get in, anyways. There's a reservation system, and if they employ the same system that they did at Disneyland, they should do that at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this. I can't remember. Yes, are we they did. Gonna, we talked about the same it. system, right? That's why I'm saying it doesn't make any sense. So you're not gonna have camping. <laughs> that's. But that's, I guess. I don't know. Just getting into the, being the first. People want to be the first ones. You know, those obsessive. I'll roll in there when my reservation time says I can and take all the pictures in the world. Hope to get on a ride. Not. Maybe people don't want. They want to get the first pictures. Right. They want to get the picture of, wow, this is the land not totally overly crowded. So I guess there's some serious uh, junkies <laughs> out there sure. who are like, that's fine. I'll camp. I'll camp for it. But. I mean, you're taking a gamble if you do that because you don't know if Disney's going to kick you off. Or if there's going to be some alligator coming across the parking lot. You know, there are signs out there. Watch out for snakes and alligators. You you run that risk if you uh, camp anywhere in Florida. So you could be staying at Wilderness Lodge and come across Port Wilderness Lodge and come across an alligator. Movie's going to come over and snatch you. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all I have on the rumor mill. All right. On to the news. All right. Let's take it back. Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Okay, this day in history back in 1917, Stephanie listeners, John F. Kennedy, the 35th United States president, is born in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. The youngest elected to office at the age of 43. Let's see here. goes on to say, events during JFK's administration include the space race. One, He's one of the 10 wealthiest U.S. presidents. You can visit him at, uh, excuse me, it says you can visit him and all the U.S. chief executives at Disney World's The Hall of Presidents over there at Magic Kingdom. So this day in history, back in 1970, John F. Kennedy, 35th president, is born. Moving along. In 1928, this day in 1928, 
This was pretty neat. A gag meeting for the second Mickey Mouse short is held at Walt Disney's house. Okay? So Walt Disney had meetings over at his house. Right? Informal, right? Totally informal. I, I, I imagine it, right? I imagine the, the cigarettes are out or the cigars, and there's probably drinks spread out all over the room, and people are just sketching their ideas down. Yeah, let's just hang out and talk, Disney. Yeah. Uh, it goes on to say he held these gag meetings. Walt tells Wilford Jackson and other members of his staff the idea of producing a sound cartoon. One thing that Disney would do all the time, he would he'd capture his audience in stories, right? So like when he pitched the idea for Seven Dwarfs, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, he literally walked in the office one day and said, come in, come in here, come in the room. And he retold that fairy tale and he acted it out in a way that he saw it, which just captured the imagination mm-hmm. the hearts of everyone in the room and then they, they, were, they were sold, right? And that buy-in happened and they created the cartoon. Wouldn't it be a fun job to have to like be able to listen to him? Like, that's your yeah. job. Come in, come into my office. Well, Sit down and let me tell you a story. That's in a lot of his, well, not he didn't write the books, but a lot of books that are written about him, his leadership style, he was definitely a transformational leader. And he led by example and he told stories. He would tell stories to capture the audience he was talking to, to try to convince them of something or get that buy-in. So I imagined him at his house. All right, peeps, we're going to do the first, you know, Here's my idea of the of producing a sound cartoon and then telling that story. And Steamboat awesome. Willie, if I'm not mistaken, Steamboat Willie would have been his first sound cartoon. Moving along, this day in history, back in 1941, Disney animator Eric Larson arrives at work to discover his wing of the Disney studio is empty. Oh. Right, show up to work and uh, everyone's gone. You gone. Some 300-plus employees are outside on a picket line participating in labor strikes against the studio. The strikers are mostly mostly assistant animators, inkers, and painters who want union representation and higher wages. Jobs, and it also goes on to say job security. None of the animators who, were, who are Walt's nine old men, which include Larson, join the strikers. So the original nine old men... Do not join the strikers. Disney is in the midst of producing Dumbo or in production of Dumbo at this time. And the strike will last for five weeks. Now, that scene in Dumbo where you have the clowns dancing around in the tent while Dumbo's outside and you can see the silhouette of the clowns inside the tent saying they're going to go see the boss. Uh huh. That is a slap into Walt's face. They put a slap in the cartoon to Walt, basically, you know, symbolic for the clowns being, you know, the The inkers and the painters, right, going on strike and going to see the boss. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty interesting, interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Let's see here. What else do I have? I have, okay, this day in history in 1991, Tokyo Disneyland welcomes its 100 millionth guest. Wow. Yeah. And then this day in history back in 2008, Disney and NASA announced that Buzz Lightyear, uh, he's the Disney Pixar character, right, from Toy Mm -hmm. Story, will visit space for real when he becomes part of Discovery's crew on May 31st. Lightyear is scheduled to take to space on Discovery's STS-124 mission stowed inside a locker in the space shuttle's crew. How cool is that? 
Yeah, it says the Toy Story astronaut will mark an educational partnership between NASA and Disney. Fun. And you can find those photos. I believe they're even out there on NASA has released some of them on their Instagram page. Okay. If you go back, I follow NASA and I remember seeing one pop up that was reposted. Buzz Lightyear in space. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it. Dude, this was great getting back together. We've been gone for, for a little while, so it was good. I was just telling our peeps over at Walt Express today. I was doing some work, and I was like, you know what, guys? I, ha- I haven't given any love or attention to the podcast in, in quite some time because just we've been you and I have been so busy with school at yeah. the end of the year. It was very, very hectic. So, listeners, we do appreciate you bearing with us. Uh, we know we hadn't published, I think we'll, we'll, we missed like four episodes or something like that. I thought we Possibly did. Possibly five. I'm not sure. Like two, I thought it was weeks. like a, we didn't do two, like a week and then we did a week. We didn't do a week and then we did oh, a week. Oh, is that what happened? Is that what went on? Uh, I it was getting so. really hectic there. So we really do appreciate everyone being patient. I know I was getting a few text messages here and there too. Like, what's going on, buddy? You know? <laughs> Nick, so, everything okay? Anywho. Uh, and Lee, thanks for texting and checking in. I know he even texted. He kind of knew Aww. what was going on, though. He's a teacher himself. And so he he's knows like, how many Yeah, is. he was like, the school year's busy, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's busy, buddy. So anyway, listeners, if you're interested in being a guest on our show, have a question or a comment or... Just simply text us, or excuse me, let's start over that. Can I start that one over, Steph? Yeah, retry. I'm going to start that one over. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, have a question or a comment, or simply want a free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us. Simply text us at 407-674-0414 or email us, mousecapadespodcast.gmail.com or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. And as always, don't forget to go ahead and check out our friends over at waltexpress.com. You can join their newsletter to become a Disney expert on deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. Stephanie, Arahana, unfortunately, I think it's about that time, so peace. And love. Have a magical day. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades Podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day. My name is uh, Farley the Fiddler. I've been at Disneyland ever since 1986, hired for Big Thunder Ranch when they opened it. Oh, yippee hey hey yippee the toughest This is what I'm all about. I'm atmosphere entertainer, so kind of a, I'm not on the schedule. I just appear, and so my action is, is just interacting with the people. But I've learned to not them give them a chance to say no. You know, to, I just jump, you know, right in, and we're having a good time and laughing and laughing and interacting is my main mind thing it's not a thing where everybody look at me it's let's all have fun together it's been amazing for me. I have to go to Disneyland five days a week. I have to fiddle around all day long, and they pay me to do it. It's been a rough job, but somebody's got to do it. All right, back on the so you get
mama's name was Liza. They didn't know what to call me, so they called me Fertilizer. Stinks, man. <laughs> 